Hi, welcome to This Property Life podcast. I'm your host, Mark Winship. I'm a professional property investor, property coach, and serviced accommodation specialist. Each week on the podcast, we discuss topics that are relevant right now to investors in the UK property market. In this episode, we're dipping into a Facebook Live that I recorded with Ryan Rogers, in which we are attempting to make sense of the mini budget laid out by the trust government over the past couple of weeks and the resulting fallout. And we give some advice to investors about how best to proceed in the current market. There is also a lot of noise and scaremongering out there in the media at the moment. So in this session, I hope that we're able to sift through some of that noise, separate the facts from the fear and make a sensible plan going forwards. Let's get straight into it. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, little, little tired. Um, I believe yeah. you are too. I know we just quickly, briefly greeted each other off, uh, off, off uh, air here. Um, but uh, yeah, what have, what, what have you been up to? Um, how's your Hello. day? Loads going on at the moment. It's a pretty manic, um, pretty manic time for us. So we're uh, we're expecting the refinance of our hotel to complete tomorrow. So inevitably, there's always a mad rush to sign forms, get everything back to the solicitors, and, yeah. and all of that. Uh, meanwhile, we've got a big uh, sort of guest house conversion project going on. So I've just done a seven hour round trip in one day uh back in time to uh, jump on with you so um so yeah it's all uh, it's all go whilst obviously trying to keep uh, uh you know up to speed with everything that's going on in uh, the news and the market and what have you but you're in uh, you're in service accommodation setup phase i think aren't you we are yes so um also it you know like like you said it's a it's been a manic week uh week and a half uh in the uk uh but yes uh on, on top of that you know there's other things also going on which we will we will be discussing and you know there's other factors involved and yeah. you know one for us up in scotland is um as you mentioned we're you know in setup phase for service accommodation there's new legislation you know coming out uh in in the market on on saturday the first of october so we aren't quite uh, finished with our refurb. Uh, we've had some delays. Builder's van kept breaking down. And then when he finally got it fixed, he then didn't make us a priority. You know, he was catching up on, on other little bits and bobs. Uh, so I had to have a word with him and we had to get, try and get him in. And then, then we were told we need a new boiler. So that's getting installed this weekend. Uh, I've had missing parts from Ikea. So... Um, it's, it's been a bit disjointed, a bit <laughs> but uh, I had to take my two-year-old to Ikea this morning and um, and then to the flat to, to try and build uh, units and just get it into a, a decent place so that some of the, the photos I took looked like it's all up and running uh, so that we could list it today uh, just, just so that it was ready because once again, like like we're going to discuss this evening uh, <laughs> there's a lot lot up in the air and, and and a lot of people still don't know what things look like you know so this legislation what, is still what are we going to talk about ryan and what, uh, what on earth are we going to talk about tonight yeah it's such a slow news day exactly <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't any demand for the for the subject whatsoever we just thought we'd uh we'd chat about it um so yes before we get into that mark um just uh, I see lots of people have yeah, uh, people joining us yeah. on here. guys say hi um, you know in the comments section you know uh, we, we're gonna be obviously looking forward to, to hearing your your views on things as well um, and, and how people are, are reacting to to this budget news and and everything that's been going on um, but yes you know say hi tell us where you are based where you're investing what your strategies are. Uh, it'll be it'll be great, uh, you know, just just to to have some good good interaction this this evening. Uh, you know, it'll it'll be worthwhile. You've got these guys very well trained. Look, they're all uh, they all know the drill now, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Hey, Harvey, hey, Sarah. Hey, Doris. Charlie. Barry. Yeah, everybody's putting the name in. That's good, so we can good. see everybody. Yeah, awesome. yeah. If if it's your first time on a Facebook Live, just you know, if if you haven't uh, connected your Streamyard and your Facebook. Um, it, it'll just come up as a Facebook user on our side. I've got Facebook open on my phone anyway, so I can see who is, you know, who we are interacting with. But yeah, just uh, just tell us uh, your name and and where you are. 
So, cool. Um, in light of, of uh, like, like like you said, um, what we, we we we'll be we, we're going to be talking a bit more about the budget. We've asked to you know how it's going to affect us as investors. Um, you know what the fallout's going to be. Look, firstly, we don't have crystal balls. You know, mm -hmm. um, I wish we did, uh, but you know so. Any anything we, we're going to discuss here, you know, needs to be monitored, you know, very carefully. That's exactly what we're doing at the moment. We're not just um, reacting to to the panic uh, that that that's being spread out there at the moment and the fear. Um, but I think before we get going, just a couple of disclaimers here, guys. As you know, we aren't economists, we aren't financial advisors, so you know, we are just also trying to you know unpack. The, the you know all, all, all the information that 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 we are um that we are getting and and you know trying to understand what the lenders are doing in this market at the moment and and, and how that's going to affect us so it is a day-by-day -day thing you know that's what the facebook live is so good for your your if if you're still on your mentorship master classes you know there's a lot of information that'll that'll be be out there but if you're not Facebook's a great place. This, this is a it's it's a really good way that we can, you know, get information out to you guys very quickly. The other thing that I also want to mention, like I said, we we obviously want to hear some opinions and and you know just just how people have or what people have heard and you know get some interaction going. But please be respectful. We we're going to try and keep politics out of it. We just want to try and um, you know just like I said, unpack it for what it is from an investor's point of view. Yeah. Okay, so um, as you guys know, uh, last week uh, the budget was announced, the mini budget. Mini budget, yeah. Mini in uh, inverted commas. It wasn't so mini. Uh, there, there are a lot of ramifications. You know, it's being called the uh, what's it the the wealthy the wealthy's budget. You know, um, because of all the the the. The tax cuts and stuff that they've made seem to to benefit the the wealthy. Um, I think the first thing is that that we want to to say is let's not panic, okay, or worry about it. Like I said, we we trying to unpack it. We're trying to see what's happening. There is a lot of panic at the moment. People thrive on it. You know, there's industries that thrive on it. The media is thriving on it. So you know, let's let's just calm down. Um, as I say, worrying, you know, is like riding a a rocking chair it, it gives you something to do but it doesn't get you anywhere right so so let's just be logical about it and 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 just take it for what it is yeah. um they are still you know I've, I've heard there's you know lenders are leaving the market and all sorts of stuff guys there's still like 2700 odd products out there people are just you know lenders are just putting a break on things okay so um but uh we we saw the mpc the monetary policy committee for the bank of england they've now raised the interest rate seven seven times in a row um it's it is increasing quite quickly uh that's obviously to curb inflation um it's at a 14 euro high um and people are saying it, it could hit 5.5 percent plus you know yeah. even more than that by spring next year now what what that's done is what we've seen is the the Bank of England and the government, based on their budget, are not aligned in their strategies. Okay, so so they've come out and they're doing to, two totally different things. The Bank of England obviously want a recession, you know, to obviously increase the the supply, bring down the demand, whereas the 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 government are are trying to do things differently. They're trying to increase the pr productivity, hoping that their tax cuts will do that, and therefore that will bring down you know, the inflation. Yeah. You mentioned um, taking the politics out of it. Sorry to interrupt you, Ryan, but you, you mentioned about taking the um, the politics out of it, but I think we need to take the emotions out of it as well, yes. you know, and, and genuinely when we're saying to you guys, um, don't panic, we're not saying that just to make you feel good with everything that's going on. Genuinely, strategically, don't panic. As yeah. in, you know, and actually a lot of what is happening in the volatility that we're seeing in the marketplace is as a result of, of, of panic that's being generated. So it's actually taking the emotions out of it, being being level, you know, look at it, facts, not fear. Right. So we've yeah. got to focus on the facts at hand and then make our decisions accordingly. So I think, you know, not panicking is 
is is actually a really important piece of advice. That's not just trying to make people feel better. And I, I was like, I was thinking as well, like, um, um, do you know what I was thinking last night with all this going on, thinking about our call today and jumping on and what we need to update everybody about. You know, the thing that I kept coming back to is like, I am one thing I'm so happy about is that I'm involved in property. So the, so there's a lot of, oh, my God, the property market, what's going to happen to it? You know, what's going to happen to these investments, that investments? I'll tell you what I'd hate. I'd hate not to be in property right now mm. as an overall message, because I'm so glad that seven years ago, you know, I had my eyes opened. And actually, now we do invest in assets and yep. that we're, we're, we're in the property game, because what would be really scary to me would be to be locked into a job where the cost of living is just going up and up and up. My mortgaging interest on my house is going up and up and I'm just getting squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and there is nothing I can do about it. At least as investors, we have things within our control that we can do. We can review our portfolio. We can get onto our power team. We can look at our strategy. You know, we can influence that. So I think like, I just wanted to get that message out. First of all, is A, don't panic. And B, actually, you know, thank God we're in property. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's also, you know, the benefit of having, you know, the, the network that we have as well, you know, yeah. we, we're here to help each other um, yeah. and, and also bounce ideas off each other and see, see where things go. Um, so absolutely, Mark, it's, you know, I, I actually got a message, funnily enough, uh, within the last five days from one of my, my angel investors. Um, yeah. And the message just said, what are the deals and, and mortgage rates like at the moment in the UK? That was, that was the message. So, um, and once again, just had to, you know, break things down for them. And, and, and that was it. You know, I said, look, we, we are monitoring the situation. Um, and if we do have to pivot on, on strategies or on certain figures, that's fine. You know, we had to analyze it. We go, we go, we're going to just take it step by step. And he was like, Oh, it just sounds like there's a lot of volatility and um, everyone's taking a, let's just wait and see how things go you know yeah and and to a degree yes but i think you know what i did say to him look you know we are heading into a recession by the looks of things that you know that that that's what what they what everyone's indicating um so and and i think you mentioned seven years ago you started investing in this i think we came around uh, through the training roughly about the same time mark and that was when when the market was kind of at a low point you know so um and and we so I've kind of been through through the cycle much as yourself, yeah. and I find that obviously when we came through initially, it was so much more properties on the market. You know the the, the supply was higher. You know things were sitting on the market for for over a year, um, so it's easier to negotiate those those below market value deals. Yeah, you know things are going to change drastically um, when you know the, even from an agency's point of view. You know like estate agents. We've seen the, the new young guys coming in with their, we always say with their cheap suits and their pointy shoes, you know, they, they haven't had to try to make sales because it's just fallen in their laps. It's just, you know, the, the low interest rates, the stamp duty holidays, all of that, that, that came through COVID, you know, I mean, it, it, it caused absolute chaos. You know, people were buying, you know, the supply dropped, um, yeah. demand went up and these guys didn't have to try. They were making their commission without trying. I remember when we came through, they were, agents were phoning us on a weekly basis, like saying, we've yeah. got something on. Do you want to come see it? Because they were trying to make those sales. And it's those those young guys that are coming through now that are going to see their asses in, in all honesty, because they're going to have to, you know, yeah. they haven't quite learned their trade. So, you know, things are going to change. And, and that's a good thing. So that's what I said to, said to my investor. A recession is a good thing for a property investor. You know, I know, I know it's harsh because a lot of people, you know, are going to probably, like you said, they're living on the bread line. They're going to have to decide whether to turn the heating on this, this, this winter or, or, or feed themselves, you know? So, and, and that's why we've got a lot more control, as you've said, it's, it's, it's an amazing point. It, it, it really is. And it's getting the balance right, isn't it? So hopefully, yeah. and I'm sure we'll get on. So there's been a few questions already uh, posted. Yeah. We'll get on to some of the specifics in a minute, but there, there's a, there's a there's a balance to be struck here. Hopefully what we can do in this Facebook Live is bring you guys a little bit of context. 
you know, the fact that we've seen some market cycles over the last few years. So we can give you a little bit of context as to where all this kind of fits in. But also there's a balance between there is a lot of noise and there is a lot of negativity and scaremongering, particularly in the mainstream media. We're literally surrounded by it at the moment. And that is not helpful. That is not helpful to, to us as investors. And actually, it's not helpful to this whole process. So we have to be good at filtering information that we get, focusing on the facts, not the fear, not the scaremongering. At the same time, what we're not suggesting is that you go and stick your head in the sand and you completely ignore everything that's going on because actually as professional investors, we need to be really, we need to be paying attention to our industry and what is happening. But the tricky thing at the moment is it's changing every single day um, because, you know, there's a lot of trying to, there's a lot of balancing of scales going on, you know, and the Bank of England aren't necessarily in complete alignment at the moment with the new uh, the new budget and uh, the trust government's approach to um, sort of leveling out inflation. So you know that 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 statement that the Bank of England put out the other day that um, that was not really a statement. You know where they basically said we'll do whatever we need to do in order yeah. to bring this back into line. Context for people that is what has momentarily. And I genuinely believe this is a very, very short term thing. That's what's caused some lenders to pull products from the market because they don't know where to pitch it. You know, they they don't know where to pitch their products at the moment because the Bank of England have come out and said, well, interest rates could go wherever they need to go. So, you know, until that sort of settles and it will settle, you know, in the next short while. That, that And that's why I think to a certain degree, there's an element of just don't panic, sit and wait, look at what's happening. I'm not suggesting that people just bench their property investment goals far from yeah, it. Yeah. This is a short term thing. Just let things settle a little bit yeah. because also, you know, the, the, the reason that the lenders that the mortgage rates that we're seeing, and we'll go through the nitty gritty of that in a bit, but the mortgage rates that we're seeing are a lot higher than the base rate at the moment is because the lenders are almost like trying to predict where things are going to go. And they're uncertain. They almost like don't want our business right now because at the moment they're hedging uh, at the same time. So, you know, it was just a case of just look, because I think uh, we've got a few questions coming up. I know Gemma posted a question actually on the thread I put on the Facebook page about, you know, what do I do right now with my with my interest? And I think if you can, then just just see how this settles a little bit, because once the lenders start to compete with each other to win our business again, then the rates are going to settle and you'll find that actually the mortgage rates come a little bit closer to the base rates and things will even out. It's just the fact that there's that uncertainty in the market that's creating this volatility. And that's what we need to be able to like see through, I think. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you, you know, as, as you mentioned, the, the Bank of England, they put out that statement uh, to say they, they'll, they'll increase the, the interest rates if they need to. Yeah. I think what they were trying to do was actually not cause the panic and fear. I think mm-hmm. it, was, it was supposed to be a positive message to say, look, we will do whatever we need to obviously bring down inflation. But I think it had the opposite effect in the way they did it. And yeah. I think that, that that's unfortunately what happened there. Um yeah. So I think let's let's just discuss the budget a little bit. Keep the questions and stuff coming in. We will get to them. Um, you know, so I think let's just let's just quickly try and unpack what happened with the budget. And I think that was that they they obviously made some major tax cuts. Um, you know, which is going to benefit the wealthy in the long run. Um, but the reason they've done that is they're trying to increase productivity. That that's the government's plan here. Whether the UK population get on board with that that's a different story and the the global markets don't seem to support that they don't they don't think it's going to happen um but that is what the government's trying to do so they're trying to increase the productivity by also dropping you know the tax rates they're trying to bring back people that have gone abroad you know to get better tax rates or you know tax cuts abroad they're trying to get those skilled laborers you know, people back into the country. So, so they're trying to increase productivity, and then through that, you know, increase the um, the supply and bring down the demand. That that's exact. That's what they're trying to do. What that will more than likely do is um, bring down the inflation. But so, 
my opinion, this is just my personal opinion, is I would have liked to see the inflation peak quickly and then drop quickly. That That's what I would have liked to see. But what the government, and I think that's what the Bank of England were trying to do. What the government are trying to do is, you know, they, they're trying to bring down the inflation now, but what that might do is they, it might prolong. Yeah, so we don't quite as high, but we yes. may stay high-ish for longer. For longer, yes. Yeah. So, you know, what, what, so I don't know which is going to be best. I, I would have liked to have seen it peak and go down quickly. That That's just my personal opinion on that. But either way, you know, we'll have to see, see what happens. Um, you know, so, and obviously with all of this, you know, the pound's taken a, a beating. Uh, you know, we've, we, we, we've lost a lot of, um, you know, power with our, with our currency. Um, but that could also once again be short term. You know, we need to see where the dust settles with this. It, it could pick up again if things go according to plan. Um, yeah. People are reacting to news at the moment. Nothing's yeah. actually even happened. You know, the only yeah. thing that that I th the only thing that, that that's taken effect immediately is the stamp duty, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The stamp duty changes. And yeah. also the one we'll see coming in shortly is the national insurance reductions yeah. reductions are, are going to come in, in in effect shortly which is going to benefit all of us um but uh well actually is it is a reduction it's just a cancellation of the increase wasn't it th that's it yes yeah <laughs> it's like the corporate tax i think they're doing the same it, it was going from 19 percent to 20 oh, sorry that's right yeah i'm thinking yes. of the uh corporation tax yes yeah, I, th I think the, i think the national insurance is a, is a re reduction so yeah. um yeah, so that, that'll benefit us in the long run. Um, but so, uh, yes, yeah, so so basically what the Bank of England were trying to do is they, they were trying to get us into the recession to obviously, you know, yeah. do, do so so that they're not aligned at the moment in, in their strategy. Um, I know Liz Trust went on, on radio, you know, to, to actually field some questions from the public. Um, that didn't seem to go very well uh, from what I read and, and some of the questions, you know, that, that, that were coming out. But they're obviously trying to just back themselves, and 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 there's only so much we can do. It's it's out of our control. Yeah. Um. So so in terms of the income tax. Yeah. So the the forty five percent higher rate tax bracket has now been abolished, and that's why they're saying it's you know it's it's going to benefit the wealthy. Yes, it will. Um, and the basic rate will be nineteen percent from April, twenty twenty three. Um. Like I said, corporate tax, they, yeah. they've not taken away. They were going to increase it because of, obviously, all the furloughs. Um, the furlough scheme, you know, they, they were going to make that back somehow in tax. You know, it, it was inevitable that, that the tax was going to go up. Now they've actually reduced that. Yeah. The, the, the problem with doing this is they're going to have to borrow a lot more money. And I think that, 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 that that's a concern for, for the Bank of England, yeah. um, you know, with... with uh, the bonds and the bonds obviously re reduced in price and that's why the pound also you know dropped so um you know so the bank of england are trying to steady the course in in their way yeah people were were panicking cr like crazy they were selling their you know uh, pulling their pensions out because yeah um look obviously foreign investors have uh, have benefited greatly from from this in the short yeah. run because obviously the the pound is, has has weakened yeah. um Bankers' bonuses have also um, the, the 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 level or, the, or they they capped the bankers' bonuses. Those have been taken away because once again, New York uh, and London are like the banking capitals of the world, and they they obviously want to to to, to keep those uh, you know industries uh, yeah. that industry thriving. Um, the energy price cap now. Um, one of the interesting things that that I did read, um, and I, well, I took a screenshot of it just um, because <laughs> what was quite interesting in this article I read earlier on was um, they were saying that obviously they they put an energy price cap in place, you know, and that that that's going to drop down the inflation instantly. Uh, but once again, it might just kick the can, you know, mm. down the road. What what has happened though is um, they they they've put a cap on the energy prices, but now mortgage and interest rates are going up. It's actually it might end up being more expensive, you know, 
it, mortgage rates and stuff might go up more than what we're saving on energy prices. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's a bit of a catch-22 there. Um, so once again, if you are in this HMO industry, service accommodation, just to kind of bring it back to, you know, property investing and, and what that means for us, yeah. uh, there are ways to do this. And I know, Mark, you are, are very good at, you know, systemizing your, your smart hotels and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, reducing the amount of energy, getting it all on a smart system where yeah. you can control it. Uh, the boiler we're having installed this weekend in our in our little one bedroom. I'm having a, a little hive thermostat installed in, in in that, just so that I can control that. So that if if I don't yeah. have guests in there, or if I know it's a contractor and they're going to be out for the day, I can I can kind of manage that. You know those energy costs myself. Is there anything you can you can add to that um, in terms of your systems, Mark? Yeah, I mean it's going back to what what we said earlier, wasn't it? About um, you know the, the the fact that yes, and I've seen a few sort of comments about the you know the market being a bit scary right now and stuff like that, and it's actually taking the fear out of it, focusing on the facts, and going back to what you can control. Um, so actually, take care of your own your own like house if you like, quite literally. <laughs> Um, and, and actually look at what savings you can make. Um, are you able to, um, you know, upgrade how you monitor your heating, for example? So we use systems within our service accommodation units within our smart hotels to monitor usage. I know I did a podcast episode recently with Andrea, I think it was. He was talking about fair use policies for HMOs. So any strategy where you are um, all bills included, then mm -hmm. clearly, you know, looking at ways that we can utilize technology and systems in order to keep a handle on costs is going to have a ma massive advantage. But but all the, all the stuff that, you, that you're talking about there is a great summary of the of the budget and the impact it has on us. For me, it just reinforces why we do things the way that we do them, like. Yeah. You know, that that would be another big message for everybody listening would actually be, look, you know, this is why we have this system. This is why we have all. And, you know, there may have been times when you, you, you know, you've been on a masterclass or whatever, maybe if it was two years ago or whatever. And, you you know, we're talking about, like, don't over leverage, don't go over 75 percent. You're like, yeah, but I can get a 90 percent mortgage and I can get this. Much. Or, you know, actually stress test your your monthly cash flow. And you're going, well, why do I need to bother with that? I can get rates at like two and a half. So why do I need stress tests at five? Well, now we're seeing why we do what we do. And so that's why I'm not panicking in a sense, because I know that if you follow the system, you build those safeguards in, then it's, it's, the, it's the investors that have gone into it blind, who maybe haven't got educated, who have over leveraged themselves with their mortgages, who haven't, you know, have got into a, a buy to let deal that, um, only cash flows them £50 a month at 2.5% mortgage, 2.5% uh, interest, and suddenly that's been wiped out overnight. You know, that's why we put those safeguards into place. Yeah. So I think that's really what is key, is to focus on your process. Now, will we need to make some adjustments to that? Absolutely. We, we were talking before the call, weren't we, uh, about um, stress testing deals? Yep. Absolutely. Um, I think Sarah um, yeah. asked a question earlier on about that. Sorry to cut you off there, Mark. Yeah, I did um, see something. Yeah. I'll pull it up here. So I'm very excited about my current project, but figures wise, my 5% stress test when I bought it looks like it may be way under by the time I refinance at the end of the year. Um, whatever exit I take, cash flow is looking very dodgy. Any advice together with us to go for another buy to let deal? Yeah. Right. So exactly that. So I think the first thing, so once again, um, sorry to cut you off there, Mark, but Mark was making a brilliant point there about stress testing. Right. right now, because of the way things are going, I was taught when I came through to stress test at 6%. Um, yeah. And I've continued doing that throughout just because I was used to those numbers and I knew I, I, you know, I could do them with my eyes closed. And yeah. so I knew when I was stress testing, what, rent I would be getting and what that would do for me on an actual, you know, mortgage. So I, I, I stuck to that. I would say probably worth stress testing at about 7% at the moment, you know, just to be, to be sure of that. Um, a buy to let, 
I think coming in at yeah. sort of stress testing at seven percent, isn't it? Because uh, that's still good. I mean, but that is definitely something we're watching all the time. Yeah, because the market is moving so quickly. Um, and obviously, if you're taking out lending as a limited company, then you know the rates are slightly higher. So I think at the moment, stress testing at seven percent. But obviously, that's why I said at the start, like know your industry, just keep an eye on that. Not because we're like falling for all the scaremongering, but we do need to just pay attention to what's happening. Exactly. And 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 I'll get back to Sarah's question now. But what you're saying there, like you said, things are changing daily. So current rates uh, on, on personal buy-to-lets there is looking at about 3.3% roughly. Um, portfolio landlords are getting about 3.8%. Yeah. And... Um, on remortgages looking at about four percent so it is it is up it's it's kind of those figures are now starting to hit what you were getting in limited companies limited yeah. companies almost pushing five percent at the moment and it looks like it might you know go over that at, at some point um in in the near future somewhere on someone on the thread is uh i don't know if i can put them on the screen can i do that Anyway, um, it says Facebook user anyway. Um, has uh, just had a five-year mortgage offer, so that would be a fixed rate at yeah. 7.54%, which raises a good point, which is yeah. actually, you know, one thing people are going to be thinking is, right, do I want to fix? Do I stay, you know, if I'm on a, a variable rate, do I want to try and switch to a fixed rate? If I'm, uh, take it, if I'm refinancing or taking out a new mortgage, do I want to be fixing it or do I want to be on a, a variable rate? So it's a really difficult one to answer, isn't it? Because like we can't, like you said, we can't give any generic advice about that because A, yeah. we're, not, we're not financial advisors, but also there's a lot of factors that will go into making that decision, deal specific to that property. However, like a rate like 7.54% for a five-year fixed, what we are seeing there, because logic would go, oh, it's fine, I'll just fix it now. And then that means that if it keeps going up, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's not quite as simple as that. It's not like we can just fix it at like a current low rate. In order to fix it, at the moment, the lenders are building in their predictions into where they think it might go. Because obviously they don't want to lose out. Yeah. So actually it's quite expensive to lock in at the moment at a, a three-year fixed or a five-year fixed. So it's going to come down to your situation, you know, how urgently you need to do that. Um, and also what I guess your your risk profile is. Like in terms of are you are you able and willing to to you know just ride out a little bit of volatility or yeah. do you need do you need the certainty you know in, in which case you know fix it in but you, you know you're going to be fixing in at a reasonably chunky rate at the moment because yeah. the lenders are still unsure where it's going to peak out at. Yeah, exactly. And you know, just to get back to Sarah there, um, you know, so. Can you do something else with that property is what I would ask. So if it's just a buy to let, you know, can you do something else? Can you turn it into, you know, a serviced accommodation unit to, to obviously increase um, your, your cash flow? Does it fall into a decent HMO area? You know, because what we will be seeing is, you know, people will be struggling to, to pay rents and mortgages. And, you know, because I, I saw a question pop up here is, are we going to be pushing up? Our rents you know yeah. with interest rates going up are we going to be pushing up our rents and that that obviously happens uh we saw that happen with the irish market you know years ago similar things started happening with with you know government intervention and you know also interest rates getting pushed up and um you know in, in scotland right now what we we was the beginning of september i think from the third of september it was announced that we can't evict tenants um and we can't increase rents at the moment uh because they're trying to also help with the tenants with with cost of living now you know sell once again don't want to get too political here but sell the the scottish association of landlords came out very quickly and said that that's a political move that they're making you know because they want to try and secure votes for another independence uh, referendum and all sorts um but if you look at the irish market they there was a news article about a month or two ago that came out. There was a queue around the block for a buy to let. There were over a hundred viewers to, to out of the market, you know, and we don't want to see that happen in, yeah. in, in this situation. So what's going to happen is every time they, you know, they hit the, the landlord, 
uh, with with more legislation and more you, you know uh, tax or whatever it is, that's going to push up rents, you know, and 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 that is going to happen. So um, yes, if 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 you can, you, by all means, like I said, in Scotland right now we can't. But if I'm buying a new buy to let, I definitely will be putting it on for more yeah. than you know than than what I would be originally. So I'm definitely building that in. So so Sarah, is is that something you can look at too? If if um, you know if, if the if it's not rented out yet, yeah, you know, can you can you increase that rent a little bit? Um, mm -hmm. Does it warrant that? Is, is the other question? Um, you know, so so just have a look. Can you flip it? I, I don't know. You know how much money what what the deal looks like if there's money left in that deal um but is there something else you can do with that is yeah. is, is, is the question yeah, is the yeah. answer yeah absolutely and it's cool it's, so someone uh someone's asking about there we go so are we adjusting our analysis action standards it doesn't say who this is uh based on the current environment uh for example adjusting base level return on investment to be able to pick up more deals so i mean i don't know what your take on that ryan is my, my take on it is i'm not i'm not necessarily adjusting my roi in order I, i'm not changing the way that i'm analyzing deals i expect them to deliver my same criteria but just on a higher stress tested level now obviously yep. so that yep. might so i see what you're saying that could reduce the number of deals that that therefore uh, meet my criteria so but i wouldn't necessarily automatically throw my criteria out of the window yeah charlie i thought it was from charlie because I, I recognize the the question from uh, from a thread earlier on on facebook um so yeah i wouldn't necessarily just to do that however it raises a really interesting point, and we haven't discussed this yet, yeah. which is let's focus on the opportunities in this situation as well. Let's not forget that. So, you know, yes, there's a lot going on where we need to talk about how we um, uh, mitigate, you know, how we firefight a little bit at the moment. Yeah. But equally, there's going to be some massive opportunities in the market. Think about the impact that this is going to have on top of an already highly pressurized uh, situation for private landlords etc and you know the chances are we're going to see you know uh, uh, exodus might be slightly dramatic but we're going to see a, a lot of uh, uh, home uh, homeowners um, landlords who are potentially looking to exit the market which yeah. sort of increases supply increases our negotiating power um, right. so there's going to be a lot of opportunities that, that that come out of this think as well about you know, obviously, it's a it's a situation close to my heart. But service accommodation, guest houses, hotels. You know, we, we've almost like forgotten about small businesses in all of this. They were a big focus during COVID, the pandemic. You know, helping the hospitality industry get through it and everything. But how is a how is an owner run guest house, for example, going to going to survive suddenly having to pay thousands more for their energy bills every month? So there's going to be opportunities in that sector. So I think that the point is there's always two sides to the coin, isn't there? There's, lo there's looking at putting our own house in order, but at the same time, let's get hungry and, and, and let's really start looking for some opportunities because there's, you know, as we've always said, there's, there's, no, there's no wrong time to get investing in property. This shouldn't be an excuse for people to just basically say, right, I'm going to park this property stuff for a while. I'm not going anywhere near that. You yeah. know, don't make this an excuse to not do anything. If anything, we just need to we, we need to be doing things in the right ways. And that exactly is the advice you gave to Sarah. You know, actually, there will be strategies that will work really well in the current mm -hmm. situation. There will be opportunities and strategies. We just need to look at how we might do things differently now. And and, and I like what you said there. To summarize there, Mark, it's there's no wrong time to buy, but there are wrong ways to buy. Ways, and, exactly. You know, yeah. exactly. So, you know, um, and if, if I can also piggyback off of that, because you made some great points with, with landlords maybe offloading and exiting the market. Think about, and, and that's why I said it earlier on, and you know, when, when we were chatting, it does, it is harsh, but a recession is good for a property investor. And, and the reason I said it's harsh is because think about the interest rates are going up drastically. You know, people on variable mortgage rates, okay. homeowners in their personal capacity yeah. are going to, you know, find themselves in, in hot water, you know, and 
if we are dropping our leaflets and if we are dropping our letters through letterboxes, we could be in a position to help them out yeah. in terms of rent to rent strategies, in terms of, um, you know, uh, lease options, delayed completions, assisted sales. There's a lot we can do and get creative with. So, you know, don't forget that, you know, we're looking at it like, oh, how's this going to affect us? How's it going to, it's going to affect other people massively too, you know? So, um, so we need to bear that in mind and we need to be creative. And like, like you said, Mark, there will be opportunities everywhere. There'll be, there are opportunities in a low market, in a high market guys, you know, don't, don't panic about it. Yeah. But I think, you know, we've talked about stress testing interest rates that that that's the first that that's just uh, sensible best practice yeah. is, you know, if you're looking at, at, uh, at, at getting into new deals is to make sure that you're stress testing appropriately. Now, obviously, the interest rates are rising and that's going to give you the, the, the margin that you need. But it's also looking at um, uh you know, we talked about risk profile and it's actually just maybe if you're in a position to do so, actually just seeing how um, how interest rates kind of play out a little bit over the next short while and mm. seeing if that sort of levels itself out. But also looking at raising money other ways, right? Like, yeah. just, you know, we're, we're really fixating on mortgages and mortgage rates, but was actually, you know, there are other ways to fund projects. There are other ways to raise money. And I know something that we're looking at. So we, as I mentioned at the start of the call, we're refinancing a big project at the moment uh, and um, uh, expecting that to complete tomorrow. But that involved leaving X amount of money in the deal. And actually what we're doing now is putting that onto another angel investor at a lower rate. Yeah. So we've secured a longer term investor who's happy to leave their money in for the next couple of years. But uh, at this rate, we've agreed is six and a half percent, which is lower than we've been paying previously. Mm -hmm. And, and yep. as this is a commercial property, it's probably lower than I'm ever going to find in a mortgage in the next 18 months. Oh, that's, yeah, so, that's brilliant. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, it's thinking outside the box like that as well, isn't it? Like, you know, if the interest rates are going up, then it may be that we can use angel long term angel money uh, mm -hmm. in, a, in a smart way as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and what we also have to remember, I, I think. The reason why some of the, the the lenders are reacting the way they are is because they've also learned from you know from the 2007 2008 you know crash um but a lot of you know products were changed and and have evolved as, even over the last few years yeah. you know um that's why they aren't giving away big commercial lending you know gdv values on five bed hmos just you know for, for no reason because what was happening was people were that, that people were pulling major money out of those kinds of deals yeah. and um you know they were they were like those same day bridging products and all sorts of stuff and they've done away with all of that that's why the six month rule is in place that's you know they have learned so we're in a much better place than we were yeah. in 2008 and you know so the chances of a major you know spiral market crash to that extent is is minimized to a certain degree yeah but like i said we don't have a crystal ball it might it might happen who knows but the chances are way 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 lower of, of that happening we're in a more sophisticated market absolutely we? absolutely can i pop up another question yes, uh, yes. Let's, let's, let's go through them because it was just just made me think of it because we were just talking about angel finance yeah. so jackie was asking that she's worried about the whole situation making finding angel investors more yeah. difficult i know that's a hot topic for you right now jackie well done you've got a lot of deals on the go i think which is fantastic um so making so i don't think it will in all honesty um i i, I actually think that our pitch not that we ever pitch at people but our pitch our sell towards angel investors i i personally would argue has never been more attractive i know that they're yeah okay interest rates are going up so in theory people might be giving us a nudge to say, Hey, you were giving me 6% before. How about giving me seven now that, that kind of thing. But yeah. having said all of that, the proposition that we offer, you know, we always talk about helping people and the fact that this is a win-win situation. The, the inflation is the hottest topic on most people's minds and, and cost of living. And the only way 
out of that. It's not like you can go, if someone's employed, it's not like they can go to their employer every couple of weeks when the inflation goes up again. So can I have another pay rise mm-hmm. so that I don't feel the impact? So actually their only way out of it, if they're in a position where they've got some savings or, you know, which is yep. you know, who we like to work with, then their only way out of that is to, is to make inflation busting investments. You know, and actually, where at still, where else are you going to find that? You know, and, and so I think actually our proposition to angels is arguably as as attractive, if not more attractive now than it's than it's ever been. And for me, that's certainly where I'm going to be putting a lot of my focus and attention is is securing some long term angels to help over the next couple of years. Yeah. And, and you know, angel, angel investors, people are looking for security. You know, they're looking for a secure investment investment and we've got to also remember yes in interest rates are going up but inflation's going up too so inflation's also eroding away that money in the bank so you know it is still a good good option to invest with us and 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 like you said that's that's a big focus at the moment just be prepared for the questions right because like now more than ever uh angel investors will want to grill us you know because they will quite understandably want to know that their money is safe yeah. More, more than ever. So they are going to want to. So everything we've talked about today, all of the safeguards, the stress testing, the, you know, adapting your strategy. These are the things that you need to talk about to a, a potential investor because they're going to want to know what your approach is going to be. And, 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 and you know, that's where we don't want to be sticking our heads in the sand, because if, if we're not informed about what the industry is doing, we're not going to um, encourage confidence in people who want to invest us. So we need to have it's almost like doing our own mini SWOT analysis, isn't it, on the, the market as it currently stands. What are the threats? What are the opportunities? And what are we doing about it, Yeah, essentially? And as long as you can answer that, it's going to foster confidence in people to invest in you. Definitely. Um, I'm going to pull up one here. Just, you know, we already have guys here, Harpy, you know, just already starting to, you know, build in some, you know, some kind of... Uh, analysis into their deals and and that's the way to go i think you know analyze you know it's 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 a question of um or it's a matter of you know consolidate build consolidate build every business goes through those periods and and that that's something we have to do and like you said mark it's it don't have to stop but you know just keep analyzing what you're doing and keep building upon that yeah absolutely yeah cool Cool. Uh, let's see. Any? Have you seen any others here? I'm just down the road. Let's see. What's this one? Um, an investing in SA. Would uh, there's a couple of SA people trying okay. to I think. Hey guys, uh, I that I'm not in the property game yet. Okay, let's look at this one, Mark. Um, I'm worried that I'm not in the property game yet, so I am. Uh, being in squeezed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Okay. My plan was going to be to call my bank and see if extra lending could be given on mortgage to pay for a deposit on the property to start us off. But now I'm thinking that's a good idea if the mortgage rate increases. Just yeah. trying to think. Okay. Releasing equity from the house basically has yes, exactly. always been a, a potential option for some people because it's cheap money. Yes. You know, it's, yeah. it's cheap lending. And it still is cheap lending relatively. Yes. Speaking, it will always be the cheapest form. It may yeah. not be as cheap as it was previously, but right. it will still be very cheap money. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I don't know your take, Ryan, but I guess it will be weighing that up with um, angel finance as well. Yeah. Right? And, and just looking at, um, you know, where you're going to get the best, where you're going to, how you're going to make your money work the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you know, 15 years ago, the interest rates were five, six percent. You know, we, 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 we're not even there yet. So, yeah. you know, they, once again, like you said, money is still cheap. Yeah. Yes, it's going up. And that's why we just need to monitor it, monitor it from a you know, day to day basis. Uh, but it's, it's still cheap money at the moment. So, you know, don't all, all I would say, I don't know who asked the question. All I would say, I guess, is what we don't know is what your loan to value is. So if in order to do that, you're going to loan to value yourself to the max, then I would suggest yeah. look at angels first um, rather than whacking your, your loan to value super high on your own residence in, in the current situation. Yeah. Um, but, it, but if you've got, you know, wriggle room and you can still stay within a, you know, within a, a good loan to value sort of margin, then, you know, that's still, there's still cheap money to be had there. Yeah. 
And and I see that there's a few questions here about buy to let as a strategy right now. Um, buy to let is actually a really good strategy when the market's down because that you know as a base strategy it allows us when the demand's uh, gone down and the supply's gone up. That's really where it gets interesting for us because that's when we can negotiate some really really good deals and that's where your you know the memo the money in money out you know option really comes into play. It's the last two two and a half years where it's been at a at a peak, you know, that's that's where it's the buy to let market for me has actually been a lot more difficult because we we're leaving a lot more money in a buy to let than what I would really want to, you know. So you know, we had the return on investment question there. It's it's actually on on the downswing, you know, when the market's low and we have more supply than demand. That's actually where we're going to get better deals, and then the buy to let strategies actually. In, in my opinion, it's going to be really, really good good to get into. And it's going to fall back to your area research, right? Yes. Because yeah. you know, it's then finding those areas where stress tested at a, a, a new level, you know, stress tested at 7% or, or wherever that moves from here is yeah. making sure that the monthly cash flow still works at that level. So it's finding the areas where that is going to work. So, you know, if there were, if people were trying to, force buy to let to work and it, it maybe just washed its face in some areas down south that that's going to be really tricky but if you can find some areas where it's still cash flow but it's also look at the end of the day obviously we recommend and will continue to recommend that buy to let is a great place for the majority of people to start because it's where you cut your teeth it's where you learn your trade all of that still stands true um having said that one of the things that defines us as professional investors is having lots of tools in our toolbox yeah. and knowing how to respond to what the market is doing. And so it might be that actually getting on the advanced courses, someone mentioned the advanced deal structures, I think, getting onto the advanced okay. course, yep. getting yourself educated, upskilled and surrounded by a power team that can maybe help you to yep. pivot into a slightly more advanced strategy because with the market the way it is, that's where you're going to get your, your cash flow. So there are definitely, by like you said, supply is going to be really yep. interesting by to let market. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities, but equally, like, don't be out there banging your head against a brick wall. You've got a lot of different strategies that you could deploy here to make the most of the market and the way it is. Yeah, and that's why... You know, we mentioned it earlier on your direct to vendor letters, your leaflets dropping. Direct to vendors is always important. I, I, I went for a coffee with um, a guy that I mentored. I don't know, four years ago. It was, it was quite a while, a while ago now, and that that's all he's done. You know, um, I, I met him last week. He's pivoted. Um, you know, and he's doing rent to service accommodation at the moment in Edinburgh, and you know, even with the fees that he's paying to the agent, um, you know, the, the paying quite a high amount to to the actual landlord or, or the owner of the property, yeah. he's still cashing cash flowing like five hundred pounds a month, you know, yeah. and he doesn't he's not taking on that 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 mortgage risk and stuff, right? So it, it, it's an absolutely brilliant tool to have, you know, in your toolbox. So um, I, I've I've asked him if he can do some some presentations for us. I'm going to get those recorded. Um, get those into the advanced deal structure course as well as some examples because he's doing some really, really good stuff. Um, Kulvinder's asked if it would be better to go for a two-year or a five-year product at the moment. So, look, it depends on your... your, your it depends. Yeah, exactly. It's it's going to all be dependent. You might think, you know, I'll, I'll do two years for now and see what the market looks like in two years' time. Um, you're happy with that? You know, it, like I said, by that stage, we might be in a, in a different place. We don't know. Um, we, at the moment, we're very happy that we have fixed our, all our mortgages up in Scotland are fixed on, on five years at the moment. And I, the reason I say I'm happy for that is because of what I mentioned earlier on. Yeah, I can't increase my my rent at the moment yeah. with mortgage in, mortgages yeah. increasing. So, So the tenants that I have in there at the moment... I'm not on variable rates, thankfully. So that's it, it doesn't really affect my cash flow. It, it, it's if someone moves out, then at least I can up my rent that way. Uh, but I've got to wait for someone to move out. Um, but you know, it, it just depends. How, you know where you're at. If you're in Scotland, um, you, you you know, 
you're going to have to obviously look at that um, and, and analyze that. It depends on the it depends on the deal. It depends on how tight your cash flow margins are already and whether or not you can absorb, you know, uh, any more increases or whether you need to have that security locked in. Just yeah. um, uh, so, so re really, and it's also down to your, your, your appetite for risk a, a little bit as well and, and for that to go up and down. But just, just don't forget, you know, what I said earlier that, you know, the longer you try and lock in particularly right now mm. that you, you're, to a, to a certain degree, you're paying for that in advance. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're albeit a discounted rate, but you're paying for that in advance. So it's just, I think, you know, don't don't panic. Don't make any snap decisions, you know, just because we've, we've seen a news flash on the news and, and there's a bit of scaremongering. It's kind of, let's just see how this settles, would be my opinion. And yes. then you can start to make strategic decisions around if you lock in, how long you lock in, etc. I mean, it makes sense if you can fix in, I think, you know, if you're yeah. in a situation to do that. Um, but you've got to weigh in everything because there'll be there might be fees associated with coming out of your current product. You have to weigh all of that in, don't you? Yes, exactly. And like you said, there there will be other options like you know getting a you know uh, angel investor on a longer term, if that's gonna give you that, you know, if you've stress tested that, if that works for your deals, you know that'll help you also see out, you know, a little bit of this, you know, weather a bit of the storm. So absolutely. Um, the, here's, here's a great one. Do you think lease option is the most appropriate strategy to move forward at the moment? Lease options are always good, <laughs> you know? Um, so yes, uh, it, direct to vendor guys, it, it, it's, it is a great strategy. Keep trying to get direct to vendor at the moment. You will get better, you know, you will get really good deals at direct to vendor, you know, um, absolutely. Because lease option is not a uh, strategy responding to a market. Lease option is responding to a particular set of circumstances with with that seller. So you know that's what. Yeah, they're always they're always potentially great, but it's not so much that it's a strategy that we're using because the market conditions suit it. It's just actually finding out what the seller's pain points are, finding out yep. what their situation is, and a lease option could potentially be a win-win scenario in all market conditions potentially yes. so here's here's a facebook user again just now increased my six percent stress to seven percent on a uh, direct vendor deal i'm hopefully securing tomorrow cool yeah. let's see how that works out um yeah. you know yeah although i think they're suggesting that that's wiped out their cash flow oh really um, wipe out is there something else you can do if it's a direct to vendor opportunity is there something else we, we can do and get creative is there an opportunity to do an assisted sales perhaps or you know uh, we and we always talk about multiple exits right like you know is is there another exit to this deal that you could potentially look at um you know flips you know could you flip it could you you know add value in a different way could you i don't know is there scope to put an extra bedroom in and you know all, all of these kind of things thinking outside the box but but equally like we always say about doing the numbers you know if you're looking to secure that deal the you know the numbers will tell us whether it's a smart deal or not and if you've caught it in time and you know the other exits don't work and the numbers are telling you that stress tested at the new sensible rate it doesn't work then I know it's a kick in the nuts, excuse my French, mm -hmm. but you, you might need to absorb that one and just take it on the chin and go, right, okay, let's yep. find, find a better deal. You know, that's why we have this system because it protects us against this kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Look at the numbers. Don't, don't buy with your, your heart, you know, buy with your, your head. Um, yes. Joel, she's one of our mentors um, yep. you know, and, and she's also saying, busy going through three, three refinancing um, properties at the moment. Um, but because of what what's happening, she's actually letting two, you know, she's thinking of letting two roll on to a variable rate just to kind of weather the storm again to see what happens, and and let the banks kind of you know land on 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 a decision, um, and then you know probably look at fixing it for two years once again just to kind of ride out the storm and see where things things are going. So you know that once again good good advice there. Yeah. Kind of what you've also been saying yeah if you're in a position to do that then then brilliant um but yeah. this this is where the opportunities may come right because where it's going to really sting some people is if they've been landlords on a five-year fixed mm. for the last five years 
Yeah. And so they're at really low. They're probably fixed at, I don't know, three, four percent, something yeah. like three percent or less even. I don't know. They've been for five years and they're coming out of that now. Yeah. That they're gonna really feel the sting because there's gonna be a huge hike in costs, mm -hmm. and that's where we might find property coming back to the market again. People deciding to cut their losses and going, yeah. Well, with the stamp duty cuts, is is this a good time to actually put this stuff on the market? Yeah. yeah. Um I, I mean I, I... I remember chatting to a guy didn't 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 come through our training. I just met him at another networking event, and you know I just told him that you know I, when I usually stress test, I, I do my stress tests at six percent, and I'm looking for a minimum of of a hundred pounds, you know, on on a on a six percent stress test. That that that's what I was taught. I know on the five percent we've been teaching about hundred and fifty pounds. His his response on to me on that was. He stress tests, but as long as it cash flows positively, so that could even be 10 pounds, you yeah. know, and it's guys like that. I think, as you mentioned, Mark, that, you know, they probably going to feel the pinch now, you know, with things like that, where when we were stress testing, we were at least building something into it where, you know, guys like that, they yeah. weren't. And, you know, that for me just left a little bit too much, yeah. you know, up in the air. Yeah. Um, Anita's just asked, because I can cover this one off really yep. quickly. What systems do you use to control your gas and electricity usage? So um, we use different systems depending on whether it's like an individual unit or a bigger a bigger block. Um, so we use, uh, there's, there's lots on the market um, just in terms of what we use. We use um, the Inspire system for our uh, smaller individual units. So that is yep. almost like a, a landlord focused product where you can have an element of control or review over what's happening whilst also giving the, the, the guests the ability to boost the heating if they want to, but not whack it on full whack and leave it on all day. Um, right up to more sophisticated systems like Genius Hub, which allow you to put sort of smart thermostats throughout, control them all remotely etc so there's there's lots of there's lots of cool technology obviously you've got the hive and, and nest and stuff like that that people are pretty familiar with if it's individual units yes i think um we can end on this one mark um, great summary one wasn't there yeah, yeah. So, what single piece of advice would you give to newbies in the property game uh, given all the scaremongering um look i think i think the biggest thing is like we said, you know, the, the media thrive on, on on this kind of thing. Don't don't panic just yet. I would say stick stay close to the fire. You know, that's 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 what the network's for. That's what your your master classes are for. And keep an eye on the Facebook group. We are monitoring the the situation. That's why you're in this. You know, this 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 group. That's why you're part of the PWS team, yeah. guys. You know, we are going to you know to to keep an eye on this, and we're going to try and give. The best advice that we can based on on what we're doing um yeah. so you know just 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 stick close uh, to the fire keep calm you know yeah. don't like like i said earlier on like they say worrying it's like riding a rocking chair it gives you yeah. something to do but it doesn't get you anywhere you know yeah. there's no need to panic just yet there are going to be major opportunities as mark said you know and just we, we've got to go look for them they, yeah. they will be there um get creative always a good thing um any anything from your your, your point uh anything you want to finish off with there Mark? Yeah, i would i would reiterate all of that so don't don't panic take the emotions out of it um yep. ignore the scaremongering the scaremongering is actually not useful to us so focus on the facts not the fear so get get rid of the scaremongering and just really make sure you're listening make sure you're getting your information from the right sources which is exactly what ryan is saying so you know stay close to the fire your community your network is everything you know take the emotions out of it and you know for me first and foremost like have an abundance mindset like while everyone else is getting scared be looking for the opportunities out there you know, because 100 percent, there's going to be some amazing opportunities over the next few months and years. So um, it's not all doom and gloom. It's actually just thinking about how your strategy might change to adapt the conditions. Correct. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So just understand what's going on. That That's the biggest thing. You know, I, th I think I think that's the biggest takeaway. Um, and, and yeah, you know, talk to the right people, like you said, Mark, network, network, you know, that, that that's going to help. Yeah. brilliant um thank you so much everyone mark thank you so much for coming on and joining me this evening thank, thank you Ryan. Um, it's been very valuable having you on um great insight thank you so much 
Um, guys, back back into the full swing of you know the, the Facebook lives after the the summer holidays. So um, you know we will be touching on this as we go. You know, keeping you informed. So so make sure you you catch us on all the Facebook lives. Excellent. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks, See everybody. Week. See you soon. So what were the key take-home messages from this episode? Don't panic. Take emotions out of all of your investment decisions. Don't listen to the noise, but know your industry and focus on the opportunities that these market conditions will undoubtedly create. I hope you found that useful. Thanks again for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode.